0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports of the Legend, along my co-host Macaulay and Matthew, I am, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Mac, are you here? Hey, man. Can you hear me now? I hear you loud and clear.
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: I'm good, man. Glad to have you on the show. Glad and to of be course, on. Glad to have you on, as always. And of course, I'm glad to have you on as well, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to this episode. And um, yeah, w- breaking news: uh, the controversial Robinson Cano, uh, Edwin Diaz trade is official, barring um, failed physicals. So as a result, Mets would require w- w- would acquire the eight-time All-Star. Former Yankee, former um, Seattle Mariner, along with his teammate Edwin Jackson, who um, who's going to turn twenty five in March. He um, he had uh, he led the league in, with fifty seven um, saves, second all time, tied with Bobby Thigpen. But we'll get into that momentarily. Momentarily, I should say. Um, the Mets give up uh their their top their their second top prospect as of right now um was uh Jared Kalenik and uh Justin Dunn uh who who's a pitcher um he he goes into the deal along with uh Batista um he he um he also he had a little cup of coffee with the Mets uh he didn't pitch that well and uh as a result the Mets are also going to get back $20 million along with Cano and, and Diaz. So I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on on this trade uh, momentarily. But also on today's show, I'm going to talk about the Cano trade, uh, the Knicks with a surprising come-from-behind victory over the Bucks. um, you know, the, the Jets and Giants, and the current state of WWE. But most importantly... Um, you know, I want to hear from you guys. Do you think this was a great move or not? If you want to talk about any of these topics or more, feel free to talk about it. If you want to talk about the Wilder and Fury fight, you could talk about that as well. I'm here for you guys. And of course, you guys all know the numbers is nine one seven three eight eight four one eight nine. That's nine one seven three eight eight four one eight nine. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. But um yeah, let's let's get on with the show and what else is there to talk about? Let's let's dive into the canoe trade. And uh as you all know, there's plus and con, uh, you know, pros and cons to this uh trade. Obviously, the Mets are getting a eight-time all-star um in canoe uh, a, a former world champion and um a guy who you know who's who's who still perform well after his uh, PED suspension. The and obviously the negative side of it is that last year he was suspended 80 games because of the aforementioned uh, PED. Prof, uh, you know, getting caught with PEDs. Uh, he did he did he did hit over 300 uh, in the 80 games that he played. Which which was an aberration because uh, you know that was his first time ever getting caught and prior to that he always he always um, you know plays the field he always he's always healthy and he he's always on the field even though there has been some issues of him hustling you know at first you know in the past but um, uh, the 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 glaring problem with it is that Cano is 36 years old and as we all know. Mets have a, a big negative history with acquiring aging players, especially second basemen. Uh, you know, Roberto Alomar, um, Carlos Barrega, Juan Samuel. You, I mean, you name all these all these uh, former stars that Mets have acquired that were supposed to, you know, jolt the Mets offense and provide speed and defense and all those guys have even, you know, they, they've all, they've all failed. I mean, even Jeff Kent, I mean, Jeff Kent, you know, he, he started his career with the Mets, but he got traded and then, you know, the rest of his history became a hall of famer with the giants. So, I mean, Mets have a lot of horrible histories with acquiring second basemen over the hill. I mean that's you know that's obviously a and then not to mention you know his uh you know his his lack of hustle at times you know running to first and all that stuff um so yeah the biggest problem with with Cano coming here is he's obviously thirty six years old you know and then the other negative about the Diaz trade which is is only one thing really Diaz you know obviously he's twenty four right now. He had the best best um year of his life this year, you know no arguments about that he 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 had fifty seven saves uh blue blue four saves but he hasn't he hasn't um pitched in New York, so we don't know if he could handle the pressure of being in new york you know it's a it's a little bit different you know pitching you know In the Northeast, especially in New York, so that that's that question mark, you know. He's young, you know. That's a positive, and you know, comparable to the other pitchers on the the um the free agent market, like Kimbrel, and um, Miller, and um, Adam Adamarvio Vino from uh, the Rockies. Uh, There's another uh, uh, familiar. You know, he is getting acquiring this this young guy, you're gonna get a bargain out of the produ- the production he made this year, and obviously it's gonna be a lot for him to duplicate a similar um, performance like that. But Mets Mets would settle for that. You know, anything close to what he what he did this past year. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a risky move. I mean, Brody Van Wagenen did prove that, you know, he's not, you know, he's not a typical GM. You know, he, you know, he, 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 looks like he stand by his word that you know the Mets are a win now team, that they're gonna make bold and crazy moves like this. So the jury's still out on this move. I mean, especially Kalenic being involved in this trade. This guy is, is so, so supposedly a bona fide superstar. This guy could hit. And uh, you know, in a few years, um, Mets are going to regret that trade because this guy guy's going to be good. Dunn, his his um his feeling is that he's going to be a, a, a three, you know, a top three pitcher. I mean, they were saying the same thing about the Matt Harvey, you know, when he was coming up, and Matt Harvey became an ace. But then again, he could be a dud too. Who knows? I mean, but we'll we'll see what happens. You know. It's a it's a gutsy move, but the most important thing this cannot be the only move that they make. They have to sign a catcher, whether it's Ramos or even Maldonado, even go even though he can't hit but he could throw people out. Um they they definitely got to sign some relievers like um Miller or or um David Robertson. Um they they definitely got to they definitely got to spend the money. And if and if you're getting twenty million dollars back, you got to reinvest it in the team. You know, go after somebody. You know, like even there, say your Bryce Harper, or, uh, Mandy Machado, somebody who who can you know resuscitate this offense. He can't sit on their 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 hands and and not do anything else because there's a lot of problems that this team have. Uh, what's your thoughts on this trade? Well, I mean, it's um, it's.
0: It's a ballsy trade, uh, you know. It's risky, a lot of risk with it. You know, as you mentioned, Cano, he's not a young guy anymore. You know, he's 36 years old. He's uh, he's not in his prime anymore. You know, he can mm-hmm. still hit. Uh, can still feel that um You know, he had the issues with the performance enhancing drug where he was suspended last year, uh, but he can still help a team like the Mets. You know, and the Mets get Diaz, one of the best young closers in the game, which is a plus because that's going to, you know, strengthen their bullpen. You know, and they don't give up much. I mean, they gave up Jay Bruce, who, you know, didn't do anything yet last year. Um, I mean, I know Kellenick, he's supposed to be, like, a top prospect. But who knows, you know, if these prospects ever turn into, like, you know, stars. You know? Yeah. Usually it's all hype with these guys, but then – they, You know, most of them become bust Anyway, so absolutely. So you, you don't know what you're going to get You'll just have to see, but um, Mets didn't give up that much You know, for these guys, so uh, yeah, I think right now, it's It's a win for the Mets um, Long term It might be a win for the Mariners You know, we'll see, but uh, I agree with you that Mets Definitely need to do They need to make more moves, this can't be their Only move, because there's a lot of different uh, positions that need to be strengthened and filled, you know, for this team to compete ne- um, next year. You know, uh, they definitely have to go after Bryce Harper or Machado. And right now, it's sounding like Harper might go to the Phillies. Machado, who knows? You know, I know Yankees. Uh, people are still talking about the Yankees, but who knows if that even happens? I'm hearing Phillies also, or maybe he resides with the Dodgers. So who knows? But. I think Mets should definitely go after one of those two guys, and they could also go after Britton or um, Robertson to add to the bullpen or even some starting pitching like Evaldi um, or uh, Keiko. Keiko.
1: Yeah. I've, Spend I'm, the money. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Like Britain, Britain would be a perfect uh, setup guy. You know, um, Miller, obviously, you know, he he, he could do it. I, th- I still think Mets should sign at least two of those guys they gotta sign you know either of those either either of these two guys um you know britain um try and think um kelly yep. miller robertson they need they need they need at least two you know set up guys you know to um you, you know to set up set up the seven and the eighth and even be uh insurance if Diaz yeah. can't um you know perform you know in New York, you know, with the pressure. You know, I mean, you know, he had a phenomenal performance. I mean only only uh Krod when he was with the um with the um Angels had a had a better save um you know record with sixty two right. back in the days. So I mean, you know, Diaz, you know he, he's gonna have a lot of pressure on him. I mean obviously he's a closer so he should have that temperament. He has the stuff to do it, and uh, you know. So they just they gotta they definitely gotta you know improve this bullpen. They did make an improvement by subtraction by dealing away um, Anthony Suarezac, who, um, you know, prior to coming to the Mets, he had some good years being a setup guy, but um, you know he regressed. You know he was a he was horrible. And then you got, and then you get rid of Jay Bruce, for the second time. You know, he's going to Seattle. He gets to try to resuscitate his career in the in the American League. You know, you know. Best of luck to him. And Mets got to use that twenty twenty million dollars that they got back in this tra- this uh, trade, and make some moves. But yeah, the big like you said, uh, it's a it's a win now for the Mets. Um, you know, because they get that Cano, who I still feel has like two or three years left on him, barring injury. And and um, and then, of course, you have Diaz, who's a, who's a young guy who's making less than a million dollars off the performance he had. So that's the steal of the deal right there. And the Mets got to improve the starting pitching. I know there's rumors of them trading Syndergaard, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, if they're a winning out team they gotta go after a Keiko or Valdi, and um you know make 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 the moves man they, they they desperately need to win a title man they haven't won since eighty six like that just reminded me um uh, my my um my younger sister, my younger sister you know she you know she was um helping out the uh, kids as a as a sub and basically she told them about the teams I root for. And the kid literally told told um, her, is your brother okay? I mean, <laughs> seriously, like, that shows you the state of the, the teams I root for. Mets, Knicks, Jets, you know, Rangers. I mean, like, all of these teams, you know, they've had success, p- decades of, of past success. But these kids are too young to realize it. <laughs> all they have is Yankees in their eyes, man. Yankees is the only New York team. In the eyes of these young kids They don't don't know the history yet So that's why it's imperative That the Mets change the culture And hopefully This will be the first sign of The Mets changing their culture And being a win now team Because they desperately need to win a title Because 2015 Seems like 10 years ago And what was the last time the Mets went to the World Series before 2015? 2000, which was also 15 years ago, so The Mets better get their act together, or else 2030 is going to be the the last time they get to the the, the World Series. So, I'm cautiously optimistic, but there are some warning signs. You know, can Cano stay healthy, and will they, you know, make some moves? And, you know, we'll see what happens. So, you know, hopefully the Mets will make some moves.
0: If they trade Syndergaard, you know, they better get something, some hitters, you know, in, in return, you know, some well, young hitters cap- in return for Syndergaard, you know, so
1: yeah, because there's rumors that uh, they want to trade. The strongest rumor is with the Padres, but um, they don't want to give up Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, okay. uh, you know, who's their top, you know, their top prospect, and you know, Mets obviously shouldn't trade any, shouldn't. um Trade Syndergaard for for you know anybody other than the people's um, you know top prospects. And to be honest with you, you know I'm a fan of Syndergaard. There's to me, there's no way they should trade them. To be honest with you, so they they gotta they gotta they got they gotta you know use the money that they got in this trade and and drastically improve this team. I mean Van Wagenen, you gotta give him credit. Um, you know he made a bold move, but this can't be the defining move of his uh tenure. And another thing is he's being criticized throughout the league because uh they felt he had all the he had all the leverage, you know, being Cano's former um agent and yep. um also the Mariners were, were desperate to dump Cano's contract. So they got they got fair value um Regarding the pro- the the prospects that they got for the you know getting Diaz you know getting Diaz you know you would think they would have they would have been able to do a move without giving up the Mets would have been able to do the move without getting off Kalenic but I'm guessing Kalenic was the the key of the the um the trade for the Mariners to make it yeah. happen sounds like because it. Jeff McNeil was originally in the in the trade rumors uh, Friday night late Friday night and then afterwards. Uh, they took out – the Mets got cold feet and took out McNeil in the last moment and substituted him with Batista. So, you know, right now it's a win for the Mets. And if the Mets win a title, you know, God willing, which, you know, the odds are strongly against them in the future, you know, for them winning in the future. But the time is now. The the pitching is – is uh you know winding down their they, um control of the, the these young pitchers are um you know slipping away they got to win now while they have this young pitching and improve on it build on that strength
0: well, so we'll this see is what happen with them. I mean this trade definitely helps them you know it, it gives you a veteran uh third uh, second baseman who can hit you know I think you you know he he's he's still going to be a good player for you guys you know I could see him you know batting 290 to 300, getting, uh, you know, 25 to 30 home runs, driving 90 to 95 RBIs, which is going to be a good season. You know, Cespedes comes back healthy next year. Then you got two guys, you know, that you could bat, you know, three and four in the batting order. And then you have to build around those guys. I mean, I know you don't want to trade Syndergaard, but, you know, if you do trade Syndergaard, you can get a lot back in return, and then you have the Grom, who's your best pitcher, you know, you could try to sign like a Keiko or an Evaldi. You have that second guy behind the Grom still, you know? So Mets, right now Mets are in a good position. They could they could play around with some pieces and they could make some moves this off season to improve this team, you know? So, you know, we'll see what they do. But, uh, you know, I think it's right now so far so good. With, the, with this trade.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm being cautiously optimistic right, right now. But history says this is going to be a bad move. But I'm going to see what happens. And hopefully they can get more pieces around it and seriously go after it. One team under the hand in, the, um, in, in New York that we know is definitely going to go at it, you know, go hard every offseason is the Yankees. And uh, the Yankees are the favorite to get Corbin, who, like Bryce Harper... Grew up a, a Met, uh, rather a Yankee fan, so I think um, you could definitely pencil him in um, in pinstripes. It's or both like them,
0: that. Matter. Well, they did a meet with him on Thursday, I heard, which went pretty well. But I think uh, it's either going to be
1: him or it's going to be Evaldi, Evaldi. It's sounding like mm-hmm. so, or maybe even both, because this is the Yankees. Yankees. Yankees don't care yeah. about no luxury tax. For hear, other than these most recent years. I hear
0: that, um you know, they might, if not involved, they might bring back Hap. I thought Hap, I mean, Hap was oh, yeah, he good, good in the regular season. Yeah, he played, he, I would love him back and Corbin. Yeah, he's so, really
1: good.
0: Yeah, so if we could bring him back, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, that, that is another guy I wouldn't mind the Mets going after too, but yeah, I definitely see Yankees getting two of those guys Yeah, for sure because the biggest uh, weakness of the Yankees was that starting pitching and, you know, obviously the guy is not hitting in the postseason. But the Yankees, you know, the Yankees are, you know, a few moves uh, moves away from uh, getting them back to where they need to be. So I definitely see them signing uh, Daniel Murphy at first. It's a possibility, you know, that's –
0: because right now – I mean Machado and Harper, you know it's it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen. They're gonna be coming to the Yankees. Machado Harper is probably gonna re-sign with Nationals, or he's gonna go to the Phillies. To the Phillies.
1: No, nah, I don't see him re-signing with Nationals. Uh, uh, Phillies all the way. I, I see Machado and Harper going to either Phillies or the Yankees. Those are the two honest opinions that I could see. Like you did say, much you think Machado was going back to Dodgers? I could see that as well. Yeah. You don't think Harper but, is gonna resign with the Nationals? Nope. Why is it that? Done. Because you know they've been they've been favored to win the NL the um National League uh, East and the National League you know being a contender and they've always fell apart. I mean, even dating back to 2012 when with the whole um Strasbourg debacle, you know they resting him before the playoffs. I mean, that didn't make no sense whatsoever. If you wanted to rest him because of the innings, rest him in the beginning of the season and then make him start the rest of the year and you would have had him for the playoffs.
0: It yeah. it was
1: that was the worst pitching move since bullpenning and Jabba rules. Like that that to me that was a, a horrible a horrible decision which which basically Cost the 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 Nationals of being a, a potential championship caliber team, right? Back in those days, so
0: I think if they offer him the money, he'll take it. Though
1: no, right. I heard that he rumored did he rumored uh, turned down three hundred million dollars um, before the season ended. That that's the rumor. Really? Wow, that's the rumor I'm hearing. I mean, I don't know if it's true. That's a lot of money. But yeah, apparently he turned it down. I think he I think he wants to win. Uh, you know, I think he wants to go to the Yankees or Phillies. You know, I think he's done with the Nationals. I, I don't. I, I'd say there's a one percent chance of him going back to the Nationals. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't know the guy, but that's that's just a vibe I'm getting. But um, switching gears, the Knicks, man, they they um. They've been playing better. I mean, they did lose prior to today. They they lost uh, a few games. Um, they lost a few games, um, you know, this week. But prior to last week, they were winning. They they were on a three game winning streak. And uh, today they had one of their most unlikely wins. Uh, earlier this year, they had a, a surprising win against Celtics in Boston, and they're going to be playing Celtics again uh, later this week um but yeah man give them credit man they came, they overcame a 14 point deficit and there was a bunch of whispers of should they trade Kevin Knox should they trade Frank Nilakina because these guys are busts you know and for one day Kevin Knox man he he woke up like he thought it was he thought it was the summer league you know <laughs> this guy he he had literally his best game since the summer league and he 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 scored 20, 26 points and um you know, he had four four assists, four, four rebounds, and a block and a steal. And um, you know, give the guy credit, you know, he, he um he manned up. He he showed up and had the best game of his career. And uh, you know, uh, Trey Burke injured himself. You know, he's 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 being hurt um recently heard in trade rumors. Um and, but you know, he didn't play. And um Nilikino was, so, was was expected to play, but they didn't play him. But uh Moody Moody and Dotson had had you know pretty good games. Moody he had a phenomenal game. He had um twenty seven points and and uh you know he had a three that tied the game, you know, late in the fourth, you know, which led to that uh that comeback that they had. And um Bottom line, man. He he had a he had a good game, and um, as well as um, uh, Dotson, he had eighteen points, and uh, and basically, you know, they they were able to hold on. Um, thirty what was it thirty one one thirty six to um one thirty four, I think was the final. And um, you know, what can I say? They they did their thing. You know, they came, They held they held up back. The Greek freak, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> <laughs> you can call him tempo, whatever you want to call him, his last name, the Greek freak. Uh, the you cool know ball. he he was he was phenomenal as always. You know he had 33 points, 19 rebounds, and seven assists. You know he he almost had a triple double. And but you know, luckily the Knicks was able to hold on and uh, get this victory. So uh, kudos to the Knicks.
0: It was a great win. You know it's uh, Moody isn't playing well you know, since he's been in the starting lineup. Uh, I'm I'm very impressed by Vonley, Noah Vonley. This guy, I mean, oh yeah, pretty good forward for us, man. He played some good defense on uh, on Giannis, so mm-hmm. I think this team, you know, they've got a lot of, a lot of uh, young talent right now, yeah. you know, and a lot of grit. You know, they've been playing well these last uh, 10 games, you know, even though before, prior to this game they, they lost, they had that bad loss in Philly, but uh, you know they're still young right now. They're eight and sixteen, which is not bad, you know, for the Knicks com- compared to last year. So you got to be patient with them right now. And you know they got to lose games, they got to win some. But I mean, they could in the East right now. They could probably make the playoffs as an AC. Maybe it's, I mean, it's possible.
1: Yeah, that's how crazy the the the, the, the East is. You know.
0: Yeah, LeBron's not there
1: anymore, so you know exactly. So you never know, but they gotta get themselves back to five hundred before they can yeah. think of playoffs. Like before Jim Moore, Jim Moore pops out of nowhere and be like, playoffs? "Playoffs? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, by all seriousness, uh, you know, it's good to see the Knicks get this this unlikely victory. So you know, we'll see we'll see what happens with the Knicks. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully they can build upon this. Um, let me see. Uh let me see what else. Uh, yeah, the the Jets and the Giants, man, they're um you know, they've been having horrible seasons, man. Um the the Jets, you know, they're going to be um in Tennessee against Titans. And um, you know, I think I think it's gonna be another L for them, man. unfortunately. Uh, what what's your thoughts, man?
0: Uh yeah, you know, it's Last week, um, against the Patriots, I mean, it, it was close in the beginning, but... Yeah, it was. You know, Patriots just took over in the second half there. But um, this week, you know, they're, the Titans are not a great team, but they play well at home. Um, their defense is not not bad, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be another tough game for the Jets, I think.
1: And, yeah, absolutely.
0: Do you think they start um, Darnold this week instead of McCown? Uh,
1: I don't, I don't think so. Because I, I, I mean, he's been injured these past couple of weeks. I, I don't think they should, you know, like start yeah, they, him and make him get injured. You know, yeah, they don't got nothing to play for. But True. then again, you never know. He hasn't played in like I don't know how many weeks.
0: It's been a while. Can't remember the last time he played.
1: Yeah, so I, I would I would I would um, start McCowan. I mean, they don't. It's not. There's no. Um, he is questionable for um, for Sunday. I think you he'll know. play
0: though.
1: McCowan hasn't uh, played I
0: terrible, think... you know, but he's uh, just a team overall. They haven't played great. Yeah,
1: they don't. They don't play. They don't play good. They haven't played good at all. You know. I mean, there's there's really nothing you could say about this team, man. They've they've been they've been horrible, man. And you know, it's gonna cost Bull his job at the end of the year.
0: Could be, And It's very possible right now, the way it's looking. Uh,
1: here here's a, a quick little trivia. Do you know what the Jets' name was prior to changing their name in the in the '60s?
0: Highlanders.
1: Nope. No no, no no no
0: that was, was Yankees, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I should know this, right? Um no then again I shouldn't know this. I'm not a Jet fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got the uh, 10 um, seconds. Wow. Ten. Pilot? Nope. Um Pilots I think was the 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 mariners, I think. Was uh, the mariners name I think.
0: Ti- oh, yeah, the Titans.
1: Yeah, All the team right. that they're
0: facing. Right, right. The New- yeah, they, were, they were the Titans of New York. Right, right, right.
1: Yep, the New York Titans, correct.
0: You are correct. Right, okay.
1: So that's they're going to be facing their former namesake.
0: Yeah, that's that's funny, right? This
1: time in Tennessee. <laughs> it would be like the the Jets facing the Winnipeg J- Jets of hockey. <laughs> 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 but... um. <laughs> Well seriousness, um, you know, hopefully the Jets won't fall three to nine three three and nine, but um that's exactly what it looks like's gonna happen uh today. You know, well, I should say tomorrow. And then on the Giants side, you know, they're gonna be um yeah, they're gonna be hosting uh the Bears. And you know, that's gonna be a tough matchup even though Giants are gonna be home.
0: Yeah, Giants uh they lost in Philly last week. They had played yep. well before that, you know. They won yeah, the, the two the games other in, two in games a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the offense has looked much better these past few weeks. And in Philly, it looked like we were going to win that game, but in the second half, um, they blew it. the Eagles just made adjustments, and the Giants couldn't do anything on the ground. You know, they couldn't pass. You know, it, the Eagles' defense tightened up, and we ended up losing. So, hopefully this week easy. will be
1: – yeah, and uh, Saquon Barkley was a non-factor. They didn't even give him the ball as much in the second half.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, You also have to give credit to the Eagles. The Eagles adjusted, you know, and they they didn't allow the Giants to even like run any, uh, gr- you know, running plays. Forced Eli to have it to throw it more, you know. So hopefully, that's uh, you know, they'll do better this week against the Bears. or the Bears have a pretty great defense right now. You know, and they're they're they've been playing well this season, even though their quarterback's injured. But it's gonna be another tough test for the Giants. But uh, hopefully, we could uh, squeak one out, squeak a win. We'll see tomorrow what happens.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And um, yeah, lastly, let's uh, let's go to WWE. Man, um, you know the the state of the WWE. You know, of course. Um, they they had the controversial survivor series um was it, last week or two weeks ago and um yeah basically they they had they had like a few good matches they had um you know Ronda Rousey defeating uh Charlotte Flair um in a non-title match obviously Ronda Rousey is the raw champion Charlotte Flair replacing Becky Lynch who got injured because of the uh, Nia Jax um um punch in that uh, you know, uh, Smackdown invasion of Raw a few weeks ago. And um it was a great match. But unfortunately I, I think they I think they ruined that match because Charlotte Flair had no reason to turn, you know, to attack her with the with the um with the candlesticks. Like mm-hmm. if they were gonna use that angle, they should have at one made Charlotte Flair look like she was really being dominated by um, Ronda Rousey for her to lose her cool and attack her, because right. she just gave up that match. She lost that match for no reason. Like it was a match she still could have won, so yeah, they could have done a much better job with that.
0: Yeah, I had I no problem with,
1: with the, had no problem with the attack afterwards. I mean, it showed a different side of Charlotte. You know, she took a page out of uh, Becky Lynch, and she showed that main streak that she needed to finally actually get the fans behind her for a change. You know, because she's. She's how by the baby's face, in my opinion. She's a much natural heel. So her having a, a mean streak, you know, heelish mean streak, I mean, it fits her character, which is what they should have done with Charlotte Flair years ago. Yeah. You know. I agree. And, and then this week, it's like the, the, the um, reunion love fest that Becky and Charlotte Flair had, you know, before the match, it's like WWE forgot that storyline that they buried the hatchet, and um, Charlotte Flair said she's gonna literally said she's doing it for 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 Becky and the brand, but then on SmackDown she was like, "Oh, I didn't do it for you. I did it for me." I'm like, you, you, WWE, do you know that you're just you, your own storyline? I mean, come on,
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: come on. And then afterwards, um, you know, um, the other major match uh, that I saw on the um. Survivor Series was Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, defeating uh, Daniel Bryan, the WWE Champion. And uh, when the first the match was first going on, it was um it was a slow, typical suplex suplex city type of match. And then once uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, did the 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 low blow kick, that's when the match started to go on. And then they had a, a legit competitive match, which it was a lot better because up into that Suplex City matchup, which was like shades of the um, John Cena match um, Brock Lesnar had years ago, it was like, oh, come on. I was like, come on, man. You're not going to let Daniel Bryan lose like this. Like, this is a dream match. Like, come on. Like, make them make him have an effort. Like, to make him lose like him easily like that, even though he has a huge um, size di- differential on, you know, you know, Brock doesn't have a huge size differential on, um, you know, Daniel Bryan, but you know, the match picked up after that low, blow, low blow kick, and it, it was really, you know, a really impressive match. You know, at the, you know, at the end of the day, but you know, I think it would have been a more competitive match overall. If Daniel Bryan was a, a good guy, he, you know, he, you know, he would have the fans behind him and just willed them to that victory. So, that could be an interesting uh, rematch if Daniel Bryan becomes a. A face you know, again.
0: Yeah, and definitely want to see uh definitely wanna see a rematch, you know, between these two. You know, even though you know the match was a good match between them at Survivor series. Um but definitely wanna see a rematch, maybe something more brutal, you know, like a cage match.
1: Yeah right down absolutely. the line. And now let's get down to the current state of WWE. I mean, what the heck is going on with WWE, man? Like, it don't make no sense. They had like, um, they had the next, you know, week after Survivor Series, they make they make the um the the Raw team sweep SmackDown six and zero, but yet they clearly forget that in the Survivor Series pregame show. You know the 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 SmackDown team actually won the the pre-show, so it should be six and one, as New Day argued about it. So I'm like, if you're gonna make a huge um, historic um, sweep of uh, SmackDown, shouldn't shouldn't there be continuity? I mean, it just shows how how you know messed up WWE is right now. Like the past couple of Raws have been brutal, like brutally horrible like you know um a o p s uh manager drake maverick maverick peeing on on uh bobby rood robe and then of course that that goes that um that you know that shades of him peeing on himself i, I think on survivor series against the big show yeah right ex- exactly against you know when when it was big show and the bar i mean it, it's just it doesn't make no sense what's going on with, with WWE right now. Like, Raw has been really horrible, and Baron Corbin is the top heel. Now he's aligned himself with Bobby Lashley and, and Drew McIntyre. I mean, Bar- Baron Corbin has had more, has been, you know, on, on the show more than anybody, and that's suffered. That's why Raw is suffering right now. It's 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 brutal. Yeah, and sometimes I
0: can't even remember who what what's happened on Raw.
1: After I'm finished it's watching it, same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing over and over again. I mean, WWE needs an SOS, man. It's it's horrible, especially Raw. <laughs> raw is really horrible. Like Raw has been raw sewage these past couple of weeks. Like they really need to get the act together, man. I could I could spend a, literally a whole episode on how horrible it is, but um, you know, time's up, man. So you know, I want to thank you, Max, for coming on the show. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to Sports of the Legend. I'm William Ramon, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace, guys. Peace.